What in the Sam Hill? It's another episode of The Loftus Party. It happens every week. It's it's fundamentally sound. Here's the good news. Here's the good news, you guys. Uh, there is a beacon of hope for new music on the horizon. Here's two two things. Uh, we got we got Liberty Gypsy on the other end. Hello. You, you there? Okay. Yeah, so here's here. hello. Hello. Here's what we got. We got a an awesome dude who's a friend of the show. A uh, friend of the Loftus Party on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a he's a songwriter. He sent me a link, and I want to apologize to that guy right now. It's been insanely busy, uh, and he's like, "You could use this as the theme." He goes, "Every week on on your show, you complain about the music. Here's a song you can use this if you like it." So I'm I'm gonna listen to that sucker. I'm going to listen to that sucker, and then a uh, friend of the show. Our, uh, our producer, Andrew Apple, also uh, investigated some copyright-free music. I haven't been very eager to listen to the copyright-free stru- stuff because usually uh, it blows. However, <laughs> it's a you, little you never hokey. know. It, sometimes it is a little hokey. Wow, that uh, but, sounds but like awesome. a children's show. <laughs> the little hokey. Yeah. The little hokey. Oh, and check this out. Okay. This is all. This is all uh, wonderful stuff. Another friend of the show has updated our logo, so we've got uh, we. It's a it's a little crisper. It's a little cleaner. It's a subtle difference, but I dig it. I dig it. the The flying tiger with that's breathing fire looks a little bit cooler. So we're gonna we're gonna revamp. All of that stuff, it just keeps getting better. I'm so excited, I have to say it through clenched teeth. That's how I talk. You sound like Thurston Howell III. Oh, love it. (laughs) One of my favorite uh, lines of all time is is, uh, Thurston Howell III. What's that guy? Jim Backus. In the movie, it's a mad, 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 mad world. He's this completely hungover, drunken doctor who's flying this plane and – Oh my gosh, who's who's in the plane with him? And two guys, and he's he's like, here, you you take the wheel. And these guys, we, we've never flown a plane before. Where are you going? He's like, I'm gonna go make a batch of old fashions. And they go, what if something goes wrong? What could possibly go wrong with a batch of old fashions? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, good times. That's that's probably my favorite. One of my favorite comedy movies of all time. That's back when comedy was comedy. Back when no one was getting their feelings hurt. It's almost like people have to work now to get their feelings hurt. Like they go out and intentionally look for things that hurt their feelings. Some poor some poor teenage girl posted picture her prom pictures on Twitter. And she wore what yeah. would be considered an oriental designed dress. Right. So it had the embroidery yeah. and the high neck and it had a big slit up the leg and she looked adorable. Yeah. It was really sure. cute. I like the big slit up the leg. And um, some nobody guy with like 700 followers on Twitter quote tweets it and said, stop appropriating my culture. Are you kidding me? That's hilarious. Was Are the guy even me? Asian? I assume he was Asian, but I mean, the, his tweet saying "Stop appropriating my culture" got like seventeen thousand retweets and a hundred thousand likes. And I'm like, you know, this is only a thing in America. Like, if you go yes. visit other countries, they give you their cultural stuff as gifts. It's uh, it's it's hilarious. I'm and I'm gonna let it go. Uh, I this whole I've I've come to a decision on this. Here's what happened. Here's what happened today. Well, actually, it happened yesterday. I was invited back to be on Fox and Friends. Fox and Friends weekend, right? Uh, Still a lot of fun. It's a very early morning, uh, but I enjoy doing it. And so they're like, hey, we want to get your comments as a comedian on the White House Correspondents' Dinner. So I watch that, and I feel like everything everything has come to uh, a head, as it will. Like, I was mad about – here's the deal – I was mad about roasts, like Comedy Central roasts, a long time ago. But I, I think I was ahead of the curve because I'm a comedian and I'm I'm like hyper aware of of what's going on. Like when they roasted Joan Rivers, uh, that to me w- was the end of it, like the the official end of it. Then they got, they roast. Yeah, you got pretty upset with the Aunt Coulter one too. I seriously did. You know what? And I brought that up. Uh, I brought that up this morning on Fox and Friends, but I couldn't. Because it's you know it's it's 
it's a national TV show. I couldn't really say what Anne was the victim of there, but that was the worst. That was awful. the worst. Awful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, uh, as, as usually happens, you and I are talking about stuff, and then a few weeks later it kind of catches up. However, the White House Correspondents' Dinner, I watched it last night, uh, sadly – uh, I'm not familiar with this uh, this chick's work. Uh, You're the, not alone. I think she's a yeah. writer for The Daily Show. Yeah, I think she used to be. She, I guess she used to work at Bear Stearns or something, and then she got a job writing for Stephen Colbert or The Daily Show, or and now she's got her own Netflix show, and she's just she's just one of the up and comers. She started off really strong. She her opening was very funny, and because I'm. I was watching it on I was watching it on MSNBC and literally I, I guess the only thing better than watching it on, on MSNBC was watching it on CNN where they had like ten pundits sitting around watching this thing. The, it was ridiculous. Like well, the, the, the biggest ones, table in the world. Yeah, no, they they broadcasted it live, of course. Um, and boy, were they some of the biggest whiners today. I mean, <laughs> it was it, Acosta, of course. You know. Oh, that guy. Oh, what that a guy. what a little baby. So here's the deal. And, and I just want to backtrack a little bit, a little bit of preamble. What has happened with the roast, the whole roast mentality? And uh, and I know a lot of these people that are on the roasts and they're very funny people. However, it started off. Uh, um, oh, my gosh. In Hollywood, in New York where the comics would get together and it was a private event and uh, it was all it was all your peers right so another another comic who knew you would bust your chops in a good-natured way give you a you know well, a lot of it was give like- you the business and then you could and then you could give back as good as you get now it has morphed into this thing where it's it's not even jokes it, and especially like if you go back and look at the Ann Coulter one it's just people being mean they're literally just trying to hurt your feelings, and that's what the White House Correspondents' Dinner, that's what it morphed into last night, and, and no one needs to subject themselves to that. If, you're yeah. not gonna, if it's not going to be in, in, in the spirit of fun and, and good-natured, why in the hell would you go? And it was mean. When she said she wanted uh, – you know, uh, the, the Kellyanne Conway one – uh, when she said she wanted the tree to fall on Kellyanne Conway and not to kill her, but just to trap her there, I, I would I gave her that one. I'm like, that's a pretty funny joke. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then when she got into her physical appearance and the hair and the blah blah, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then this the the Sarah Sanders stuff was just over the line and in poor taste. I guess uh, Matt Schlapp and his wife uh, Mercedes Schlapp mm-hmm. Schlapp on the back. They left. They walked out. Yep. Which I think. Yep. Which I think was great. And here's the deal. Here's – I mean we'll we'll talk about the girl and her performance and all that stuff. This is where – like a lot of times people go, Trump is playing uh, 3D chess and you're just playing checkers. And I'm like, you guys are morons. <laughs> but like last night – last night was a brilliant move. For him to go, he got the best of both worlds. He got to go to a rally mm-hmm. in in Michigan and, and talk smack. Then he's like, hey – uh, Kellyanne Conway and uh, and Sarah and Sarah saying, I think you guys should go. You should go and sit there. And man, he kind of in a way he threw him under the bus. But that is, uh, it, it just was so bad visually, just visually. Well, and and this morning I you know I'm going around and some people had some pretty interesting takes on it. So I'm doing a lot of retweeting and and stuff and reading up and watching some of the video, but I got to be honest, her voice was just like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. It um, was kind of grating. Oh my goodness. Like I, She has a Netflix special. People listen to like a half an hour of that on purpose. She I, has I, a Netflix show. She oh has a dear series. Lord. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I literally, I couldn't listen. Um, but, um <laughs> I couldn't listen to the whole thing. So I actually had to read the transcript. Um, but, um, you know, all of a sudden, Oh, look at these conservatives and being such snowflakes. It's like, guys, I'm not mad. I'm not remotely mad because you just showed yourself. You just proved everything Donald Trump has been saying for the last two years. 
Yes. You, you yes. It. You proved it in a way. Like, look what he just made you do. It, it, it was it was wonderful. And that's and we've been saying it on this show for the longest time. Mm-hmm. It's one of the great side effects of 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 Trump. He says this stuff. He beats it home. And then everybody in their in their ivory towers and the elite media goes, that's not true. That's not true. And then somehow they they do a huge public spectacle like this. And it's absolutely true. Of course it is it's absolutely true. true. We all her, know it's true. <laughs> her joke, her jokes about CNN. Uh, and Jake Tapper and MSNBC were so tame. Were so tame. MSNBC, you guys, uh, you need a new motto. Seriously, that motto you got—that's that's not good. What? That's literally, literally. And then the other one, uh, CNN. You guys say you uh, you do breaking news. Well, you broke it. What? Okay. What? Well, and and then, then and then she she condemns. I, literally, I, I I couldn't watch the whole thing either. I after she after she ripped into Sarah uh, Sanders, and I had stuff to do. I I I I have a life that includes watching the first Avengers movie with my kids. So uh, so I had to. But bolt. not yet. However, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen the. We'll get to that later. I haven't okay. seen the the one in, in theaters now. Uh, but I guess she like berated the media. You made Donald Trump. You made him. He's good for business. Ba 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 ba. Yeah, she well, claimed. She yeah, claimed that, they were happened. profiting from him. Yes. But it's not like it's not like the people at CNN and and the and NBC and ABC says. You know what we're gonna do? Out of all the, uh, out of all like eleven, twelve, thirteen Republican candidates for uh, president, we're gonna we're gonna pick Donald Trump. Hey, listen. The guy knows how to talk to the camera. He's a great communicator. It's not like it's not like the media sat back and just plucked him from obscurity. There's a reason he was the host uh, of The Apprentice. Oh, he's yeah. got he's got charisma. He can talk to the he can talk to the camera. But he's even, bombastic. Even Amy Chozik's book, I think that's how you say her last name. If I mispronounced it, I apologize. Um, who was you know covering the Hillary campaign from stem to stern? Huge fan of Mrs. Clinton they actually they actually did say that the Clinton campaign was pushing Donald Trump to the forefront because they thought he'd be the easiest one to beat. And yeah. I do believe to some degree that some of the outlets were giving him, I mean, if you look at the comparisons on airtime, he got ratings. TV news is a money business. They're going to put the person who gets them the ratings on their shows. That is exactly right. And that's why CNN is constantly talking about uh, the sky is falling. It's the end of days. It's why MSNBC is like, we've never seen anything like this. It's the end of days. This is the worst. Can we survive as a republic? I tell you, not only can we survive, we are doing great. We are doing great. And it's just the listen, the uh, the White House Correspondents Dinner. And I and I, it's what I said on on Fox Day. She didn't want to entertain everybody in that room. She wanted to make a point. She wanted to. Uh, hurt people's feelings. She had a giant agenda, mm-hmm. and sadly, that agenda was not "let's have a good time." No. And and people on on, on MSNBC, they had a, a a panelist of of uh, young comedians and and writers and and blah blah blah, and they're like, I think. I think Donald Trump would do himself a huge favor if he would go to this event and and laugh at himself a little. Hey, he did. He did. when he was on Saturday Night Live, he did well. It was funny. Him him dancing to that Drake tune, that was funny. But 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 it's when it's going to be vitriol, when it's just going to be pure mean-spirited vitriol, why would you go? Why would you go and suffer through it? Then it's just a photo op for the other side. Look, this is when we this this is the precise moment when they when they said he was a bling 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 bling. Look how mad he is. It's just like no, that's a that's a lose lose situation. He's so smart for not going. He's so smart for doing his rally, and, and he, he he's he doubled up on the news. He gets his rally in Michigan. The 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 Sarah Huckabee Sanders event happens. Boom boom. He dominates. Well, and it dominates it, the whole idea of a roast, right? Yes. No, it, people who don't know you can't really roast you. Like exactly. If you, if you look at the old ones, a lot of it was a lot of inside baseball, right? Private jokes between people who know each other fairly well. 
um, you're usually roasted by a friend. To, to try to take that into this context was just ridiculous to begin with. And then, of course, of course, of course, of course, the first thing when you wake up this morning, the press is making it all about them. Yes! They are the story. No, you're not. No, you're not. You write it about was. people. You write about stories. You're not the story. Stop pretending you're the story. And then you get people like Brian Stelter, right? Reliable sources. Uh, reminder, the last president to miss the correspondence dinner was Ronald Reagan in 1981. Because, because he, he had was been recovering shot. from an assassination attempt. Reagan still called in. I quote tweeted. I said, I don't care. I don't care. This isn't about you. <laughs> it this is it is um I, and I can't remember that my brain is just mush i can't remember the name of the comedians like it was like a loose-knit association of comedians and they would do this uh oh my gosh it's horrible but it, but like here's the great one like uh, you, you're exactly right it's it's people who knew each other i met this guy when we worked on this movie together and boom 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 so i can tease him about the way he does his ice tea. it's it's that kind of thing right you know, Dean Martin was in movies with John Wayne and Lucy and Lucille Ball, so they can tease each other. That's when it was magic. That's when it was magic. And now you'd have uh, like Comedy Central. What they would do, uh, and and they know they do it. I'm not. This is stuff I would just I would say to their face. Uh, they have the talent that they like. And once upon a time, it was uh, Whitney Cummings. There is a wonderful moment. It's one of my favorite moments in the history of the roasts. Uh, they were roasting uh, uh, Joan Rivers, and there's all these people on stage, some of whom Joan had worked with and some of them she hadn't, uh, and definitely one of them that she hadn't was was uh, Whitney Cummings, mm -hmm. and Whitney Cummings had a deal at Comedy Central, <laughs> whatever. So she's like, like this girl who'd never met Joan, uh, is talking all this smack, you know, and the audience is like, ooh, oh, which is not, listen, those aren't, those aren't the noises you want at a comedy show. You want people to laugh. You want them to pound the table and, and applaud. You don't want, ooh, and oh. So at the end, uh, Joan, the, the victim of the roast, gets to get up and address, uh, address the people who roast her. She looks over at Whitney Cummings and she goes, and you, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> whose, whose dick did you suck to get in here? And it was hilarious. Yeah, it I don't know that hilarious. I'd be. Hilarious. Like, how dare do that you to, attack the queen? But who, who would do that to Joan Rivers? You know she's just going to give it back to you. But that's the, you know, that's the gig. And that's the problem. When when it became this, this, uh, this corporate kind of, hey, uh, we want to trot out this piece of talent. We know there's going to be a lot of eyeballs. Here's another great one to go back and look. Another great one to go back and look at. This is so awesome. I'm so glad we're talking about this. The Blue Collar Comedy Tour, oh, the I most successful, the most successful comedy tour ever. The yep. highest rated thing they've ever had on Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. But it didn't fit. It didn't fit. And people always say this, like, "Hey, Last Man Standing didn't get renewed because it didn't fit." You know, uh, AB, the the agenda. Maybe true. Maybe not. Maybe the show got really expensive. I don't know. It is. A, is it is. It's a bit mysterious. But with uh, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, insanely successful. Yep. The highest rated thing ever. But, oh, it's a bunch of people clinging to their guns and, and their butt. Bunch of rednecks, yep. There is <laughs> Bill it, – it's uh, it's um, Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Larry the Cable Guy, Bill Ingvall, uh, and, and uh, oh, who's the other guy? Oh, the the, the boozer it. dude. Yeah, you just Ron, Ron White. Thank hey, you. salad. They, and I don't know whose idea it was, they all sit on one side of the stage and all the hipster doofus uh, alternative comics sit on the other side of the stage. So you have these guys, these New York comics who like get up and go, hey, uh, hey, Jeff Foxworthy, would you guys, uh, when you when you run out of uh, hillbilly jokes to tell and your trailer park uh, fans can't buy, buy, and they're talking all this smack. And meanwhile, you just see... Uh, you see Foxworthy just look over at Ron White and they're just like laughing because they just like, yeah, tell your little joke. Tell your little joke. That's very funny. I'm going to go to the bank right after this. <laughs> you deposit. Yeah, that's actually one of those comedy shows I will I will actually pull out and watch again on, on some kind of periodic basis. I, I enjoyed the living heck right out of that. 
Yeah, it was fantastic. And yeah. and last night, uh, last night was 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 not. It's a bunch yeah. of even Anthony Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain on CNN. He's like, uh, I'm just glad people are. I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, I'm glad to see you know people treated this event as the giant circle jerk that it actually is. Oh, and, and it that, is. And that's all. We're so important. And what was what was like the theme of last night's uh, White House correspondent? Was protecting like, the First Amendment. Protecting the First Amendment. Because I, I love how these people think. It's like they, they, they behave as if uh, Donald Trump himself has sent tanks uh, and, and military aircraft to surround the New York Times, you know, and it's like a hostage situation. Yeah. They, they really make it sound dire. I, I'll say that I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again. If Donald Trump is a fascist, he is the worst one ever. It it is <laughs> because if we really had a problem <laughs> with fascism, you wouldn't have been able to have that dinner last night. Yes, it's just this whole. And then, oh my gosh! So, so yeah, so so Fox and Friends. They're uh, they're they put out this little blurb, and unfortunately, and I always, God bless them, uh, they use my personal Twitter account to promote this stuff, and I, I have to constantly remind them, you know, it's the Loftus party, the Loftus party. So I'm getting all of these people going after me on Twitter, like, oh, are you triggered, you little snowflake? I thought we were the snowflake. You're the snowflake, and you can just you can like practically see them typing it, like it's they think it's the sickest burn of all time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got me. But, I got, I'm so triggered. I'm melting. But here's the thing. You were brought on to take it from a comedy perspective. Yeah. You've written stuff for years. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> they asked you, was this funny? And you said, no. And nobody even says it was, it was funny. <laughs> they say listen, it was a if, roast. If, it was a burn. Ooh, Sarah Sanders yeah. had to sit there for, you know, a sick burn. It's like, no, no, that's it. It's supposed to be lighthearted and funny and you failed. Yes, 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 yes. And they failed again and again and again. Mm -hmm. I think maybe, oh, I don't know. You'd have to go back to, uh, you have to go to uh, George Bush Jr. to have, you know, the one that was lighthearted. A, a, a little bit lighthearted. It, they they just got uh, they got pure evil. They're killing the goose that laid the golden egg. And now because these roasts are so mean and so you know even the ones on Comedy Central they're just they're just so mean. Like no one wants to watch it. And then the ratings go down. And then people go oh I guess people don't like roasts anymore. No people don't like bullies. People, people don't, don't like, like bullies. It's just yes. it's not funny. But I mean, here's the other thing, right? So if you stop and you think about it, if you stop, there are, like, does the AMA televise their big fancy dinner? You know, the American Medical Association um, does, you know, I don't know, the American Lawyers Association, American Bar Association, are they televising their dinner? Like, no. Why are you televising your rubber chicken meal? You know, da 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 da. Like, like, why? Do because we, why are they we want supposed to, be to celebrate famous. this? Because they want to be famous, and that is it. It used to be back in the day when you had, you know, Walter Cronkite be in the news. He was like one of the most famous people in America. Mm -hmm. And now that you get FaceTime with it, and and now it's the it's the snake eating its own tail. Now that there's FaceTime involved. Uh, people, it is a, it's a mad scramble for fame. And that's why they pursue these stories with no sources and, and nothing because it'll get them on CNN. And I have gone through this when I do pan, when I do little things, uh, last year I was on CNN mm -hmm. talking about the white house correspondence dinner. And I'm like, I'm going to take the high road, you know? And I'm like, eh, you know, of course they had some, uh, comic, I think it was a, a a Muslim blah blah blah, and I'm like, yeah, he did all right, you know. I didn't want to, <clears throat> and man, that doesn't sell papers. That doesn't sell papers. No. You've got to you've got to crank it up a notch. You got to be a little. You got to give them their quote. And granted, I'm always going to say what I'm going to feel, but like I decided to uh, to hit the gas a little bit this morning. 
I'm like, I, you know, Conway West, Kanye West uh, made me, he gave me strength. Kanye is the wind beneath my wings. That whole thing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like I thought that was so, and I was on, and here's the other thing. And here's what I love. People have always said, Seinfeld said it, you can't see, you can't keep something funny a secret. You can't keep something good a secret. And so I'm very, very happy that I'm getting these opportunities now, mm -hmm. you know, to be on Fox and Friends. I did uh, Brian Kilmeade's show, his radio show, mm -hmm. right as I, I, I literally did it from uh, JFK airport as I was about to get on a plane. But it was all about the Kanye thing. And so we'll kind of segue into that. I thought that was so awesome. Now, listen, you guys, Kanye is a wackadoodle. He, he thinks differently from everybody else. Right. And like when he was on during the – uh, the Hurricane Katrina relief thing, and he's like, George Bush hates all black people. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> right? What the heck is that? So, like, listen, no one's saying Kanye West is the savior. <laughs> like, yes, no no one is saying Kanye West is a conservative. Right? I don't think we're any... I don't think we're in danger of Kanye <laughs> hosting the White House Correspondents' Dinner next year or speaking at the Republican National Convention. No. That being said... I thought what he did, and that was the uh, that was the vlog this week, was insanely brave, insanely brave. He had so much to lose, and then I'm literally thinking, like, wow, I, I, I'm I'm hemming and hawing about something that I'm going to say about a about a comedy show. I think that that's that's my deal. That's my profession. That's what I do. So like literally, like <laughs> Kanye gave me courage. I thought it was so awesome what he did. Just well, completely awesome. They keep telling Kanye what he can't do. You can't marry Kim. You can't do a clothing line. You can't do this. You can't do that. And he just keeps doing it. So, yes. Yeah. And then I love, I love what he did with, uh, with John Legend. How well, John Legend started. Well, John, Len, John Legend started shooting him text messages, private yeah. text messages, going, Kanye, dude, you really have to think about this. Right. If you if you take the and this is after Kanye said he loved Trump mm -hmm. and he's like the mob can't talk me out of it. I love this guy. We're brothers. We have dragon energy. And I'm like, sure. At, at somewhere, Charlie Sheen was like, "What dragon energy? Why didn't I think of that?" So John Legend uh, starts tweeting Kanye, going, "Hey, think about this. Don't do it. Think about your fans. Think about your legacy." And then Kanye answers him back. He's like, "Dude." Uh, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, when you say, think of my fans, think about my legacy, you're, you're trying to manipulate me through fear and I don't want to be manipulated by anybody. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love Trump. That's just it. And Hey John, I love you too. And then he, he took a screenshot of the text messages and he put that out on Twitter. <laughs> it was fantastic. So then John legend sends him another text going, Hey man, I love you too. Uh, I can understand you got to you got to stand up for what you believe in. I ain't mad at you. And as long as you're putting these texts on Twitter, I got a new single coming out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and so Kanye put that out too, and then it was great. And then <sighs> and then yesterday he put out a, a picture with him and him and John Lennon, uh, John Lennon, uh, John Legend, mm -hmm. uh, just smiling, you know, with their arms over each shoulders, and they're they're still buddies, they're still friends. <laughs> My, uh, uh, the, and I think the caption was "Agree to disagree," and that is, oh, it was beautiful. I love it that. Was yeah, because people don't and, seem to be able to do that anymore. But my, my favorite part of the entire thing was when uh, Kim came out and tried to cover for Kanye. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. For the, uh, that's let the me first, explain that's the, the hobby for you. That's the first glimpse into their relationship where I thought, oh, wow, maybe she does love him. <laughs> I was just like, Kim, you're not going to help. I, I thought it was great that she rushed because here's the other thing. Like he says, I love Trump. And <laughs> – and then he tweets out, my wife just called me and she wants me to <laughs> – She wants me to explain this to you. Yes, yes. You can just see like Kim is somewhere getting her nails done. She sees the tweet and then she flips the F out. Yeah. And she's like, baby, baby, take it down. Delete, delete. And he's like, no, I'm not going to delete it. It's how I feel. These people are trying – I'm not going to go with the mob rule. And, and then God bless her. She came around and when they started like literally saying Kanye's crazy. He's mm -hmm. crazy. He's unhinged. This, that. She rushed to his defense, and I really, yep. I thought that was so uh, romantic and good. And now I'm rooting for them. 
I'm rooting for them as a couple. It's the, it's the, I gotta tell you. They've been together for a while. Don't they have like three kids? I guess so. Yeah. Listen, I have, I have no time for Kim. I really don't. No. It's, it's, it's one of those things where uh, I don't think she really like adds to society. Like, I don't know Kanye. I know what his talent is. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's got a boatload of them, but with with the like the Kardashians, the hit show, like what does she add? What no, do, they're it's, just it's like kind of, it's just like it's the, what's that other ridiculous one? Like the Real Housewives franchise. It's oh a, a glimpse a glimpse into the lives of people who have um, more money than good old fashioned common sense. I mean, Kim and, Kardashian is the stepdaughter of well now Caitlyn Jenner and um, the daughter of OJ's lawyer. That's that's her yes. claim to fame. That's it. Yes. And she was the first one to really have a a private sex tape go public. And then that was the recipe for quickly gaining fame. I I guess she had a clothing line or she might have had some stores for a while. Maybe. But I had – but that show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, to me was like, what what am I watching? Like I can't – I can't devote any energy. It was the first one. It was um, Perez Hilton and uh, Lionel Richie's kid. Nicole? Oh, Nicole Richie and, and Paris yeah. Hilton. Well, they had that show on Fox where they would travel the earth and have adventures. That kind of made sense. But I well, tell you it what. It kind of made sense. But again, who were they? She's in Hotel Eris, and that's Lionel Richie's kid. Here's the wonderful thing. Paris Hilton is a – and I'll take a lot of grief for this. Yes, she is a poor little, uh, a poor little rich girl. However, she had her own modeling career. She she has lived off of her own money since she was 18 years old. She lived off her modeling money. Then she did her perfume line. She had the show with Nicole Richie. She was really branding herself. Right. And I guess when old man Hilton bites it, he's not giving the kids any money. No, he's not. So oddly enough, Paris Hilton – is the only one that's going to come out of this with still two with with nickels to rub together, right? And it's funny, like her parents are groveling now because she actually she actually made made something of herself. She's like, hey, look, I listened to Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I right? heard and what he said. <laughs> that had to be terrifying. Yeah, had to be terrifying for uh, for Paris Hilton's parents. Like, what he when he wait, we get nothing. What mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing? What? what what do you mean nothing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out there and make that money, everybody. Go out there and, and make that money. Maybe it's just the biggest punk in the whole world, and maybe he'll actually leave them something. Maybe he just wanted to motivate them not to be, you know, complete slackers. Uh, you know, it's a great. Either way, it's a great uh, tactic. I think Bill Gates like, have, said the same thing. And so did uh, Gwen. There's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow. She mm-hmm. says that she's not going to leave her kid. Any money, because they all they go looking back, making the money was the was the most fun. So I'm not gonna rob my children of that. Boy, I be I like rob me, rob, rob me twice. Me. No, I'm just rob kidding. Me. I'm kidding. Beat me up in an alley. Give me that money. <laughs> but but that's why that's why the the estate tax is such a failure. Because you, you have you have these people that these billionaires do this stuff all the time. They're like, I'm going to give this money to charity, that money to charity, and I don't want to rob my children of the experience of making the money. So I'm not going to give them any money. I mean, you have you have like the Kennedys who you know have it on lockdown, and and if you have, and and this is the other thing about the estate tax because if if the Democrats get the House and the Senate, they're bringing that thing back. They're bringing it back. Oh, they're and it's bringing right that, that back five, and a lot of other stuff. Oh, it's. And I, I don't think people are aware of it. Oh, they uh, a promised. Buddy mine, a buddy of mine sent me a link. They had a freaking press conference. They had a about press it. conference. We're going to raise your taxes. We're going to bring back the individual mandate. And then Nancy Pelosi gets out in front of a bunch of people and says, and I am a rabid, rabid pro-choice supporter. Don't you worry. There might be some of these blue dogs throughout the country and some pro-choice Democrats that are going to get elected. But we'll still have the majority and we'll still keep supporting Planned Parenthood. You're rabid for Planned Parenthood, Nancy. That that's a great message. That's a great message. Yeah, I want to play that on yeah. loop during the election it, season. I, I, absolutely. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if. Here, here's what I know. This is like from my time in the uh, in the restaurant business and blah blah blah. If people have a bad experience, uh, they tell five people. If a, mm-hmm. if a person has a good experience, 
maybe they'll tell one. Right. However, because you expect to have a good experience. Mm -hmm. And and if and I think that the the conservative movement, the the people on the right, they think, oh man, it's a, it's the economy, stupid. <clears throat> and the economy is going well, and that's going to get people motivated. I don't, I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. I think there's an expectation in America that it's going to go good, right? We're America. It's going to go good. Yeah, but it and didn't people go are good look, for like eight years. You know what? It didn't go good for the first year, the first four, and they voted Obama back in. Yeah. So you can you can convince you can convince people with smoke and mirrors. And that's the other crazy thing about the media. The media, they didn't pursue any of the nefarious stuff uh, that Obama was into. No. They didn't they didn't criticize him at all. Talk Ever. about a Talk about a gentle White House correspondence dinner. Oh, boy, that was just a love fest. Oh, that was yeah. just a love fest. And so when everybody believes the media, they're like, wow, it's going good. And if we just all try a little harder and maybe if we gave a little bit more, maybe if we could hug these terrorists and maybe if the terrorists had jobs, they wouldn't Don't. mow us down with trucks. Yeah. Yeah. And so no. he gets reelected. That's and that's what prime. That's what primed the pump for Trump, man. Eight years of like eight years of being handed this Kool-Aid from the mainstream media about how awesome it was all going. And we could expect this amount of attacks and we should, that's not who we are. And the illegal aliens are just like us. And who are we after eight years of that man, the pump was primed for uh, old Donald Trump to come out here and go, no, no, enough of this. This is stupid. That's a bad deal. We're not doing that. We're going to build a wall. Screw that. Horrible. We're going to renegotiate this. We're doing this different. And I tell you, it's crazy to watch, but it's really working out swimmingly. Like this this whole North Korea, South Korea thing. Mm -hmm. That's that's huge. It's totally huge. huge. <laughs> well, I think I, there was a huge earthquake that their nuclear set sensor or science center fell into right something that's what like i that. hear that's what i hear yeah the geological survey says well they're giving up the nukes because <laughs> the place they were building them is just gone <laughs> that's and that's that's the second time that's happened that's the second, the time, second that's, time that's, that's happened so you think <clears> they're yeah, just giving up now about six months ago they had a bunch of uh their new nuclear uh scientists going through some tunnel on their way to some launch, and the tunnel collapsed. Now, maybe that's just bad craftsmanship. Maybe that's maybe. poor worksmanship. And they don't know how to dig tunnels, or maybe it was it was something else. Maybe it was some covert operation where somebody's looking at his watch, going, "So they're all in the tunnel now." All right, launch. That's Bang. my idea. Well, I wanted to take out Kim Jong Un. During a freaking parade. <laughs> the military's there. Everybody's there. Just do it. That could that could very well. Uh, I t it's it's strange looking. Stranger things have happened. Strange. I, I, I No, I wouldn't put it by anybody that there was uh, a, a, a super duper covert way of we can take out this tunnel and then boom, we can take this out. We'll call it an earthquake. I really I, I maybe I watched too many. TV shows. I write too many movies, uh, but no, no, it's a little one time. If it happens one time, okay, that's a crazy, crazy coinky dink. And then if it, if it happens again, <laughs> that's really. And boy, I tell you what, that uh, that Kim Jong Un, he walked his fat butt across the border, didn't he? Like that dude didn't even have yes, a golf did. cart. He walked. <laughs> like that's, that's hey. not very. That's not very dictator like. At least he wasn't running like that guy who ended up with 50 bullet holes. I think it's really bad over there because that the dude with all the bullet holes who survived, by the way, had parasites and all kinds of malnutrition. And that's if that's your elite guard, uh, things ain't going good. No. Things ain't going good. So, you know, hey, uh, Donald Trump is, uh, you know, he's rattling his saber and they are listening up and I am digging it. I am digging it bring it home man and let's give him his nobel prize i guess they were chanting uh that last night at his rally nobel 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 be great <laughs> i would love it i would love it well 
Obama got one for nothing, so. Yeah, he got one for, I guess, bringing countries together. Just some ridiculous notion right there. Um, okay, so just really quickly, we had uh, we had uh, President Macron visit, and here's the comedy in this. Uh, Macron very publicly was like, yeah, I, I dig Donald Trump. I can work with this guy. Everything's great. So we gave him – we rolled out the red carpet. That dude, his plane lands with his wife. They literally roll out the red carpet. They play the French national anthem, our national anthem. There's parades and salutes and big dinners and all this stuff. <laughs> and then you got Angela Merkel who didn't play ball. And she's not like <laughs> – She's not supporting the Trump. That chick arrived in the middle of the night on a Southwest flight. <laughs> I saw like one picture of her. Oh, it was great. It was great. That's what happens when you don't play ball. Play ball, everybody. Play ball. Right. Right. Absolutely right. Dragon energy. Okay, so here's um, – oh, and then I wanted to say this really quick. And I think I might have said it in the, in the vlog. It is – and this is the last thing I'll say about the White House Correspondents' Dinner. When, you're, you, when you criticize it, as I, as I did today on TV, mm -hmm. and then the people push back at you, everything has this – some girls like, uh, of course you didn't like it. You're waiting. You don't think anything's funny except the latest episode of Hee Haw. And I'm like, I didn't respond. <laughs> she like, said that to you? Yeah, I don't. I don't find anything funny except for the latest episode of Hee Haw, and I'm like, that show's been off the air since '79. Like your your oh reference is a little God. old, but there everything is tinged with, and it's the perfect. What what the left has going on is perfect. If you don't believe what the left wants you to believe, you must be stupid. You're just you're a stupid hillbilly. You're not just stupid. Yeah. 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 And that is so uh, insanely uh, frustrating and, and it really bums me out. Like, you know, I'll sit down and I'll talk about ideas with anybody. I, I really will. I really will. But like I had some meetings in New York. I got back on Friday. Uh, I had some meetings in New York and these – it happened a couple times where these people like, so you voted for Trump. And now I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. And this look, it's crazy. This look comes over their face like, how do I deal with this idiot? How do I – what's the best way? You can just see like their inner monologue of like, okay, so I'm in a room with a moron. What do I need? And then, of course, you can always save it because obviously you know, you're know, you not an idiot and, and you can have a conversation. But it was just wild to watch. They, they, oh, yeah. they, literally, thi they literally think we're stupid. And it's it's just the craziest thing I've ever seen. And these are these these are the these are the people who are pulling the strings. These people make big decisions about show business and what shows get on the air and don't and all. And it was really crazy. It was really like super nice people. I I like them, but it's like that that initial reaction was just priceless to watch. It was just priceless to watch. Well, and you'd think now. I mean, in all honesty, right? We could look at people like you voted for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I mean, between her comments in India, what's coming out with the Comey stuff? I mean, he basically sat down with Brett Baer, who, by the way, is one of my favorite journalists. I think he does a really good job. Yeah. Um, if he's interviewing somebody, it is he is fair and balanced. I like him. Um, sat down and basically admitted that the Obama Justice Department wasn't going to prosecute Hillary Clinton in any way, shape, or form, so he did what he did because it wasn't going anywhere anyway. Yeah. It, it, was, it was nutty. I watched, I watched that interview, and it went, at one point, Brett Baer goes, so you never informed the president that this, this was funded by the, uh, the Democratic National Committee? Uh, and, then, and then Jim Comey's like, what? I, I didn't know that. What? No, what? I, uh, I heard. I, re I read about that in the paper, but I've never, I, ne I, never, I never knew that. I'm like, really, dude? Really? And... Holy smoke. Do yourself a little favor, America. Have a little fun with this, dear and gentle listeners. Uh, Google uh, James Comey's brother, a dude by the name of Peter Comey. There's more <clears> than one? Yes, there is. And guess who Peter Comey is all wrapped up with? I don't know. 
a Democratic National Committee. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's in mm. he's in he's in construction and he uh, redesigned the federal the FBI building and he redesigned this and uh, he does all kinds of uh, fun and, and funky things with the the uh, Democrats. Yeah, it's all it's all in the family. Of course it is. Somebody put the somebody put that on Twitter the other day and I'm like that's a crazy conspiracy theory. So before I responded I did a little bit of research and I'm like yikes. <laughs> that is not a crazy little it's 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 nuts. It's like when you hear that like oh Ben Rhodes uh his from the Obama administration his brother runs CBS and you're like oh oh that's true. That can't be real. Oh wait, yeah it is. And then you see it, and it, it literally, if you if you saw it in a movie, you'd be like, what? That seems a little shaky. But right. all these people in the Obama administration have ties directly to CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS. They literally can pick up the phone and go, this is the, this is the story I want you to cover, and this is the story that we would not be upset if it went away. And that is not a that's not a free press. Then 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 it is it's propaganda. And so we've had it enough. Okay, I want to make sure we carve out some time uh, for the wonderful world of of pop culture. I am insanely jealous, but I'm going tonight. I'm going to go see the Avengers. Uh-huh. And you've been you've been very good. I've been I've been trying to stay away from as much social media as I can because I don't want. Uh, Spoilers. I just don't want. Oh, to and know I would anything. never want to. I would never want to give somebody a spoiler. So it is amazing how many people do, right? Well, like I can you trust know, you, and I can trust Andrew. The um, I mean, when you're writing about the movies for like you know a blog that's all about entertainment, etc., I I kind of get you got to write about the movie to some extent. Um, but I did, I tried very hard not to do any spoilers and just give some general assessments for people who love the franchise. I mean, if you'd never, if you're not involved with the franchise, A, I don't know why you'd go and B, hi, movie theaters across America, opening night, 7 PM show should be no toddlers, none. Who does that? I, I, I mean, it sounds, like a hacky, it, ha- it sounds like a hacky stand up bit, but listen, when you have a little kid like that, uh, there's a certain age where like I can, I can see if you have an infant mm-hmm. at, at a restaurant cause right. the kid's going to sleep the whole time, right. but toddlers, you can't, it's cruel. It's cruel to the toddler. Like, like a, a, a two year old cannot handle it. You there cannot so handle sitting in the theater. Many kids there that were like five and under. It's that's crazy. I was like, that's no, crazy. do not do, do not. But I got my big bag of popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I watched the movie. I will you sh- tell I you. Saw, the, I um, saw the, the the quadruple D thing that looks like the giant uh, wiener. That <laughs> I was told hilarious. You, I told you, you in the last podcast. I'm going to the right. big D theater, and it's got yeah, a very phallic marketing <laughs> marketing theme. The, the um, big D. And then you know my most popular thing on social media for last for yesterday, I went to a barbecue festival, and they, of course they have all these food vendors, and I just said you know on social media, contrary to your opinion, Dick's Nuts is not the best advertising for a food vendor at a festival. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, anyway, um, so I also wanted to say there were some pretty good new trailers out. So fantastic. Oh, okay. Let's fan- let's do this. Fantastic let's, beasts. What- I am listen. I'm so happy. I I, I watched uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, mm-hmm. and I was really really surprised how much I like that movie. And it made me. I was happy for J.K. Rowling. I, I don't agree with her politically, but uh, I'm happy she's not like a a one trick pony. I'm glad right. that there's more stories that she wants to tell. And I was super happy to see um, Johnny Depp in that movie. And then they were like, we got to get Johnny Depp. He's a bad person. We got to get him out of the, we got to get him out of the sequel. And God bless her. JK Rowling said, no, that's, that's my guy right there. He does a great job. He's a fine actor. Right. So that's wonderful. So the trailer was good. Trailer was good. Um, and I forget. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not even going to spoil the trailer for you. So you can be surprised. Another thing. Um, I've got this theme in my head that's going on. Um, the producers of the show I love so much on Netflix, Stranger Things. Yes. They have a movie out. And I think these guys, between the Stranger Things, because it's all about the kids, it's all about the kids. 
Mm-hmm. This is another one that's all about the kids, all about the kids, kids versus adults, kids on their own. I'm almost thinking they're like the John Hughes kind of people for like this generation. They're going to keep on this theme. I think I think they have to for one more. It's weird. It's like that. It's like that. It's the sophomore jinx. You yeah. know, when you have a, a band that comes out with a great album, the record company always wants you to do a repeat of the first album. <clears throat> and you have to kind of, you know, time it right to when you're going to spread your wings and try something right. different. I can't blame those guys. They do it pretty well. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Stra- I, have, I still haven't seen season two of Stranger Things. See, season two isn't just a repeat of season one. Listen, uh, I, everyone I've talked to who watched it just loved it. Like yeah, I, literally, I, there's there's not enough time. I literally uh, watched it in one Sunday afternoon. <laughs> that's that's what I need to do. But the, it's it's cool though the way they they do the suburban life mm-hmm. back in the eighties, nineties, whatever. It it rings true. They they do a good job of that. Like, yep. That's what the that's what Spielberg did so oh, and, well. And season two, Jessica Jones, super good too. Ugh. I, I gotta I, I, that one I can't do. I can I can you make. You can't I do can't that one. It. No, it, there's just something about that actress and. Oh, see, I, I have, like her. I have I have powers and I don't like him and I'm a hard drinking anorexic girl who always looks like she needs to take a dump. I just I'm like I don't like the character. It's not it's not the actress. Uh. It's the character. I don't I don't like. I don't like the angst. I have these powers and I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm shut looking up. forward to the Go next dead call. Da- or the next um Daredevil though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Daredevil and I'm looking forward to uh Deadpool 2. Oh yeah. Good lord, I'm looking forward to that. Well, uh, if he- you if you go to the blog and I think Deadpool would approve if you go to the website, um I actually have all kinds of products on there where you can bring some liquor into that movie with you. I saw that. That was hilarious. <laughs> that yep. was hilarious. How all... to sneak booze into a big festival. Yeah. Uh, and the, the binoculars, that was great. That's I, the I thought you would have liked the wine rack. Oh, the wine rack is always great. That, that's that's, but, but like literally I'm thinking about how it would work. Like the binoculars is perfect. The binoculars is perfect because you can have yeah. a pretty big set of binoculars. You can get a you can get a, a good amount of booze. Well, Liquor.com actually also had this the tubes of sun screen and stuff like that. So I took the ones I found ones that weren't on that blog and added them, but there were some good ones on theirs too. That's that's great. Yeah, make sure you guys keep going back to the Loftus Party uh, dot com. Oh, this, it, uh, go it, ahead. If you love the Avengers, um cute little thing lisa lisa the geek mom put up yesterday it's it's a brady bunch kind of themed theme um song with all the avengers in it singing songs singing a song that was based on the on the theme to the tv show and it's actually really cute i like these guys i like the fact that they've been successful in putting this whole thing together and i like the fact they're having fun with it so yeah pretty much anything they do you're probably going to find on our site yeah, it's um listen, who has it's it's wild when you go back and think about it and it's it's not a happy accident and I know I've said it before and so I apologize. It is a thing of beauty as an art, as an artistic achievement, as a literary achievement. The way they built this universe to have it all come together. I I, I sat down last night me and my kids and we watched uh the first Avengers, the mm-hmm. one where you you were introduced to Nick Fury and uh, and 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 Shield and the Tesseract and Thor's the bad guy and but you know there's there's they they're they're laying in Thanos back then mm-hmm. the op- the opening scene and it's just like wow so much care went into this uh, and it's it's wonderful to watch and well, I can. I can remember when when people were like, "Wow, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and John Favreau is going to direct Iron Man. What? I hope this doesn't suck." And then, boom, he's boom, the only person boom, that boom. could be Iron Man at this point. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like if they try fantastic. to re- if they try to replace that, there's a new Iron Man. I I don't know. I don't know. And then, oh yeah, so it's just it's and that is what makes. That what's what's happening to Star Wars so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm in New York last week, and uh, and I got the uh, the trilogy, 
the, I got uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I, right. I, I needed like – when I start watching uh, Star Wars A New Hope, the very first one with Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. and I'm just looking at it as like uh, – as a writer. Literally, I'm like it is paced so well. That movie, it works as a silent – you could turn the dialogue off. Right. And that movie is just great. All you need is the music, and, mm-hmm. and you're good to go. And so uh, that's like the original uh, Marvel universe is mm-hmm. the, is the Star Wars universe, and it's just it's like it's like watching someone who starts a marathon so strong, and like halfway through they're just fading, they're just fading. And that's the other thing. Like uh, we, I've got the uh, I got a, a video on the YouTube channel, and if hopefully if you listen to the show, you've already subscribed. But but I can't say this enough. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, please, please, please. That's that's you know you'll you'll find the videos and you can go to the loftusparty.com and get them too. I, I got this one criticizing Star Wars, and and people think when they respond on YouTube they just think that oh you're just you're just a social judge you don't like girl power and all this stuff. No, you guys, I'm talking about structurally, it does not work. There there's things that make no sense, and it it really and 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 I'm holding out so much hope. Right now, for the Han Solo movie, like please, oh, I'm scared. Let, uh, you know what? It's weird. I have so much faith in Ron Howard. Like in and uh, Apollo thirteen, you know the ending. You know those guys make it back. You, Correct. You know they make it back. It's well documented. Yet that movie was great, and there was drama and tension, and you worried what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Like I have faith in Ron Howard, but man, oh man, the uh, it's it's as wonderful as the Avengers is. Uh, Star Wars is is becoming bad, yeah, and and that's the thing, and and that's and I, but however, I, well, I, I guess I'd put DC somewhere they in the middle. Do have, oh oh, poor DC. But I mean, DC is somewhere. I mean, the last no, Star it goes, Wars was it like goes Avengers. <laughs> Avengers is the top. Yeah. Star Wars is number two. DC is like number four or five. Oh really? Like, like they're they're behind James Bond. James Bond does a better job with their universe. Okay. Than than DC. DC's a train wreck. DC's a train wreck, and now they've got. Uh, well, you didn't wonder- hate Justice League, though. No, I was I was thoroughly prepared to hate it. However, uh, Justice League and and the executives have to look because Justice League was so slow. Uh, their their plot was the exact same as the Avengers. A super powerful being, hell bent on taking over the universe, is sending his minions to Earth. Mm-hmm. That's what happened in Justice League. Now. Uh, Comic book fans will know this. Uh, th- there was an artist uh, and a comic book guy named Jack Kirby. Uh, he did Spider-Man with Stan Lee and blah, 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 blah. A long time ago, he worked at DC Comics. And because Superman, no one could beat up Superman. So Jack Kirby, they said, hey, Jack, figure out uh, somebody who can beat up Superman. So he invented this new mythology of this guy called Darkseid mm-hmm. who has a bunch of minions – his planet is horrible. He's hell bent on power, uh, and he's the most powerful dude. And his minions do, and they're very interesting. And they have these way, these portals. They get to Earth, and he can beat the snot out of Superman. It, and it was wonderful. Then Jack Kirby left DC and went to Marvel, <laughs> and he invented the same guy, but this time he called him Thanos instead of Darkseid. Right. But it's pretty much the same thing. So it was just sad. When, when you're watching the Justice League, because they were so slow on the uptake, it's like, oh, they're literally doing the same movie. It's like Batman is Iron Man and he's uh, assemble the adventures. Get me get me Flash and get me this guy and we're going to fight this giant alien. It's like it's just going to look it's just going to look bad. There's there's not going to be a Justice League, too. They've already said no. It's mm. dead. Are we going to get the Aquaman movie? And, you know, the only reason I'm asking. Yes, you're going to get your Aquaman movie. <laughs> okay. There'll be lots, there will be lots of him uh, half naked walking out of the ocean. That is Chugging okay. bottles of whiskey. I know. It's good for that you. That is just fine. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm happy for everybody that enjoys that. There's your, like, there's your Aquaman porn. Enjoy that. <laughs> I, I probably, will. I'm, I'm not going to – I don't think I'm going to be in line to buy a ticket to that. And then they're going to totally goof. On the Wonder Woman movie, they're totally gonna goof on the sequel to that. They got I Kristen, hate that. 
That well, here's the deal. They got Kristen Wiig as as the villain, and I'm out. I'm out already because every she is so funny. Kristen Wiig is so funny. When I see her on screen, I'm going to expect to laugh. I'm going to expect the next thing out of her mouth is going to be a joke, and I can't. I, I emotionally, I'm out. I can't be worried about. Oh, what's Cheetah going to do? I'll tell you what Cheetah's going to do. She's probably going to get diarrhea and take a dump in the street, like in Bridesmaids. You know, it's just going to be. There's, there's no. There's no villain there for you. There's no villain. She's going to be dressed up in a cat suit, moving fast with claws, and there's going to be. Uh, it's not going to be. It's not going to be great. So um, as as we wrap up, I want to say uh, congratulations to uh, everybody over at The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they they're going to pass Gunsmoke tonight as the right. longest running. I guess they did more episodes. Right. I think they've been on the air longer, but now they're they're actually going to do more episodes. Right. That's a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. That's a huge accomplishment. Uh, now here as a writer. They are cartoon characters, so they never age. That's a right. huge advantage. Mm-hmm. I would I would put an asterisk by it because with Gunsmoke, that cast was just getting older and older. I remember being a little kid, <laughs> and you'd see you'd see like a a rerun of Gunsmoke on TV, and then they they'd have like Miss Kitty, who was like uh, supposedly was like the town she ran the town brothel, mm-hmm. and she was the but man that was. <laughs> I'm like, ain't nobody paying to be with Miss Kitty. <laughs> she was she was ancient. That big old hairy mole on her face. Oh, I was God. like, what? What kind of show is this? <laughs> I liked Festus, though. But good for The Simpsons. Before he died, uh, my buddy Sam Simon, uh, one of the uh, co-creators of The Simpsons, we're outside. We were working on this show, Anger Management, together. He's having a cigar, and I'm having a smoke. And they had just sold uh, – they just sold The Simpsons again – to like FXX or, mm-hmm. or Fox, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, Sam, who had given all of his money away, he knew he had cancer and he was dying. He had given all of his money away, was now suddenly rich again. <laughs> so it, he had a, to find more people to give his money to. Which, and he's, he's, got a, he, he's got a food bank. Still to this day, there's a ton of homeless people. There's a ton of homeless people in this uh, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. More than I've ever seen. Yep. It's it's more than I've ever seen. It's really, really nutty. But uh, Sam's Foundation is still feeding a boatload of them. And, absolutely, and it's vegan. It's vegan. And if you don't like vegan, keep walking. <laughs> but, like, I'm looking at him, and I go, wow, so The Simpsons is, is still going on. I'm like, I'm like how, many, uh, how many more years do you think that show has? And I kind of said it like that. Like, yeah, yeah it's kind of uh, – and he looked at me like I was the dumbest person who walked the planet. He looked at me like I was a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, tons, tons. He goes, I have, I, have a, I have a ton of stories right now. He goes, that show could go for years and years and years. And then uh, – so I was like – I'm like, wow, I suck. I suck <laughs> because I could only see like the glasses like not even half empty. It's like all the way empty. Mm-hmm. And then – um. At his uh, – at the funeral, you know, people were going up and telling stories. There's a dude who works on The Simpsons. I don't know if he's still there or not. Al Jean. You always see that guy's name, Al Jean. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest people uh, in America. And like nobody uh, – not a lot of people knew who Sam was. Not a lot of people know who Al Jean was. But Al Jean is one funny, funny dude. So uh, congratulations uh, to The Simpsons for for, for doing it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we got. I want to. Th- I want to thank the dude. I, I apologize for saying the dude, uh, but the guy on on Facebook. I'm going to listen to that song, and maybe that'll be the new theme song. But I'm going to be honest. I'm going to listen. If I like it, I like it, and if I don't, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, and thank you so much for uh, supporting the channel on YouTube and supporting theloftestparty.com. We got uh, the little the, – I can't wait for you guys to see the new, more streamlined logo. It's kind of cool. I really dig it. I dig the way the whole thing is looking. We'll have some new merch. I always I always wear my uh, Loftus Party t-shirt on uh, on Fox and Friends. <laughs> I, always, I always do. Look closely. You'll see me rocking a Loftus Party tee. And um, that's going on. 
lots of other great things are in the works. And as, as you see, it's, it's building, it's growing, it's wonderful. You can leave comments, you can share articles. There's so many phenomenal articles. And I love, I love it when I go to Twitter or I go to Facebook and I see like, uh, one of the, one of the writers, uh, Lisa or David or Paul or, or yourself, mm -hmm. it's a new article about how to sneak in booze or, Hey, this guy, it's awesome. It is. And it's like, it, we're not, it's not uh, bullshit. We're actually doing it. That's the wonderful thing. We're, we're actually doing it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm super happy uh, with the way things are going. Uh, and you can't keep something good a secret. And it's, and the word is getting out. We don't want to be a secret. That's right. So thanks. <laughs> tell so everybody. Thanks. Tell everybody. Exactly. <laughs> tell everybody. Share, share, share. Stop by the page. You guys are awesome. And uh, let's do it again next week, shall we? Peace.